I'm Stephanie Wessel. Welcome to Messy Talk. Here in this space is where we get messy. Mental, emotional, spiritual, self-reliance work is literally a mess. When you start to wade into the aspects, either one at a time or all at once, life can get and feel very messy. Here, you will find the space to have the conversations about navigating yourself through the mess and into the truth of how strong, capable, and messy you really are. Let's get honest. Let's get real. Let's get messy. Welcome back to Messy Talk. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. We have a very special guest today, my friends. Justin Wessel, husband of Stephanie Wessel for 15 years and counting. Dating, slash together for 17, so far in counting. Father of three children, one sibling, born and raised in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Commercial realtor by day, spelling words aficionado by night. Stats. You're six foot eight. You wear goggles. Do I have all of that information correct? No. Okay. <laughs> then why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? I think you did a fine job, first and foremost. I'm very happy to be here to uh, support my beautiful wife on her uh, journey. The marriage episode. At first, when I tried to get him to come on the show, ladies and gentlemen, he said, why me? Why do I need to be on there? I said, I'm going to do a show about marriage. And you're the other half of the marriage. So that's actually what you bring. This ain't about you, bro. When you signed up, when you said in sickness and in health, when you said in good and bad, right now, we test in that theory. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Pumped to be here. Thanks for coming on, dude. Really appreciate it. So I sent you a list of questions. It was in your writer that I had to send these questions to you before the show started. Interestingly enough, I've changed some questions. Just kidding. Let's have you just give us a quick rundown on how Justin Wessel grew up, where it started, what made Justin Wessel foundation? Well, as you mentioned, I am from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And as you've heard me tell many people over the years, I feel like it's a great place to be from. Grew up with uh, the one sibling, as you mentioned, two amazing parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, very much a family, kind of family first environment um, mixed in with basketball courts, baseball fields, football fields, but uh, just a good old traditional Midwest family that kept it together. And now my brother and I live on the West Coast. Oh, great segue. Thank you for that. I just had a... a Quick flash. It sounds like pretty much the idyllic place to be from. You know, the Midwest values, hardworking, family oriented. What made you forge your way out west? Well, I was lucky enough to play basketball at the University of Arizona, where I met Stephanie. Bear down. Yes, sir. And um, always wanted to, you know, get out of the Midwest per se. Um, love it there. Love visiting, but wanted to experience more. And somehow I got to Arizona where I met you eventually and continued moving west. And now we live, uh, what, half a mile from the ocean. I know, I know. I see it every day. Yeah. Um, so would you say 
that I am the reason why you are so into the Southern California culture now? Um, <laughs> not exactly, but I would say that, yes, the chances of me moving to San Diego without you were very improbable, but I'm grateful for that. And uh, now that we've been here for all these years, I just try to take advantage of it as much as possible. Yeah, and I never miss an opportunity to tell you that um, I grew here and you <laughs> flew here. So just, you know, recognize your place in the hierarchy of the Californians for a second. Your kids and I, we grew here. You flew here. So just want that stated and on the record. Marriage, Justin. How did you know that Stephanie was the one basically after the first date you guys had? Wow. So um, I think it's kind of funny. It goes back to the Midwest roots. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, the family, um, just always just remember always having family around and doing things together and uh, all the holidays, events, things like that. And then I was lucky enough when we went to college, we played for a Hall of Fame coach, uh, Lou Olson, one of the best to ever do it. And despite his greatness as a coach, one of the big lessons that I took from him, and I think a lot of guys did, was family first. And so I think that's kind of a cliche with teams, um, especially uh, when you get to the higher levels. But I feel like he really did create an environment where it was family first. And so, you know, at the time, I think I was just thinking to myself, wow, Stephanie's really hot. I want to take her out to dinner. But then once you get in that situation, it's kind of your natural instincts of family come come out organically. And I just felt like from what I had known of you and getting to know you and then, you know, hearing you talk about your family and your friends, um, it just kind of clicked like, wow, she could be somebody that I could uh, build my own family with one day. Wow. Siri, please play Mariah Carey, Why You So Obsessed With Me. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I know, I know, all kidding aside, it was that easy. I think after one of our first couple dates, when we decided that this was something that we wanted to do, it really was, it sounds as cliche as you said, when you know, you know. And I like to sum it up as like recognizes like. Justin and I had a great outline of what we wanted. And both of us were pretty strong in our family growing up. We knew we wanted children. We knew we wanted, you know, certain aspects that lined up correctly. But also there was just like a, a thing. I don't know even what to call it. And it sounds super silly when you try to explain it to people, but you will, you will know when you get it. Yeah, I think the other part that is, is kind of um, interesting when you, when you mention that is that <laughs> you kind of know it, but we're also from two different parts of the world, essentially, um, when you compare Iowa to San Diego. So as much as we were, you know, very similar, I think even to this day, there's so many things that we are not similar at um, or similar interests, I should say, as well as, you know, when you look at, um, like I said, just our upbringings being so drastic, it was very kind of unique. And we were also so young. I kind of a lot of times sit back and think, like, how did we make it? Like, if someone came to me and asked, you know, to marry one of our daughters when they're 24, I'm going to kick them out of the house. Yeah, I was 23. And Same thing. Uh, <laughs> I think about that all the time. We got married at 25 and 27. And right now that that really does feel highly suspicious. If my daughters are coming to me at that time, I'm like, girl, you need to travel to Europe, see the other side of the world, get you some options. 
but when you know, you know. And uh, that's pretty much how I like to just say about Wessel. Like I knew, I knew. Would you say that one of your best memories about meeting my extended family would be when you came to a family barbecue? It was the first time I'm introducing him to my cousins on my dad's side, Saragossa side. Shout out, Saragossa! I wrote that down the other day by chance. Ooh, weird. Anyways, um, would you say that that was the beginning of when you realized we had grown up a little bit different culturally? Yeah, but I mean, I think I expected that walking into that backyard before they all started making fun of me. <laughs> but I, that was also appealing to me because remember, the reason I wanted to leave the Midwest is just I wanted something different. I wanted different life experiences. So I think part of me was kind of looking for that in a certain regard. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you got racially profiled by all of my cousins because you're a tall, white looking gentleman. And the first thing they said to me was, wow. He looks a lot like Marcus, who is my brother, by the way, and who also happens to be on the taller side of the family and takes a little bit after our mother, who is Caucasian. <laughs> so basically, because Justin fit the description of tall and white, he looked like my brother. Welcome to the family, Justin. Yeah, you said it, not me. <laughs> All right. Marriage. This year has tested our marriage. <laughs> I would say probably in the 15 years that we've been together, it's up there with one of the hardest years we've had to deal with. I'd also like to take it back to a hard part of our marriage and, and go maybe that first year postpartum after Skylar. Can you think of any other times during our marriage that, that were harder than others? Or was there a time that you thought, you know, this might not work? Like today? <laughs> or... This morning? You know, I um, I would say that before kids, maybe, that crossed my mind sometimes. I can't think of any specific examples off the top of my head. But I think once, to your point, once Skylar was born, um, that kind of Midwest loyalty, we are going to make this work no matter what happens to us, um, kind of kicked in. And so I think it was kind of before Skylar, BS, and after Skylar, <laughs> AS, if you will. So I think um, pre-kids, definitely. But once we started growing our family, I uh, was like, I'm hunkering down. I'm going to do whatever I can to help our fa my family and our family work and and figure out a way to make this thing work. And I think it goes back to the Midwest. You know, we are our family and a lot of Midwest and really everywhere, but we're kind of loyal to a fault. And um, I just always thought I am going to make this work, um, whether Stephanie wants to or not. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Um, one of the first things my dad told you, I think, in trying to, when you when you asked his permission to marry me, can you let everybody know what he said to you, if you're comfortable with that? And then also, can you let him know, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, when I had that, probably one of the most nervous lunches of my life, asking Mr. Saragossa uh, if I could marry his daughter, you know, his first response was, you know, she's high maintenance, right? And he claims that I said, why does everybody keep saying that? But I, I knew, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, but I, I looked at it a different way. Like, for those of you who don't know Stephanie, she's feisty and she's tough. And it um, goes back to the family thing. It's like when you're looking uh, for a significant other, 
you know, you got to realize whatever, you know, attributes you have as a parent, they're most likely going to show up in your children. And so I knew that if I was going to marry a tall girl um, and have just kind of figured we'd have at least a girl or two, that I want them to be that same uh, feistiness and, and toughness. And that's kind of the way I looked at it. But I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, as you can tell. Aww. Did anybody else take that as an absolute compliment to be called feisty? And that my father said that, you know, you know, she's high maintenance. Like, thank you, Saz. I feel like, you know, she's not everybody's cup of tea, Jess. I mean, she is a shot of whiskey. So I always said in our relationship, Justin and I, literally not a time goes by that this guy doesn't say like that, you know, I'm talking about my husband and they're like, what a great guy. Justin's just such a great guy. It gets old, guys. I get it. I married him. I know Justin's a great guy, but like, I mean, we don't have to dwell on that all the time. Like, let's move on. Moving on? I guess, yeah. (laughs) This year has been hard. This day has been hard. This time in our lives has been hard. You've been forced to, this year in particular, take care of a lot of the running of the house. I have physically been unable to do a lot of things. And in doing that, I've been working myself through a lot of emotional stuff as well. So how would you say that you have taken care of yourself Or what do you do every day to take care of yourself during this time to make it happen? Well, I think, you know, we've always been, I think, pretty good with like respecting each other's self-care given, you know, whether it's you need to go hang out with your friends for a night or two or, you know, I need to go get in the ocean or go to the gym or something like that. I think we've always respected each other's uh, self-care request and And despite, you know, all that we've, or I should say you've been through physically, you've always given me that time. Now, sometimes I have to create it on my own, which I don't sleep a lot, which I know is not a good thing, but that's just kind of who I am. I get up early and that's almost like the the me time um, that kind of gets me reset each day. But I think I'm not good at taking compliments, as you know. And when you say that, it makes me a little uneasy, like doing this great job, because I look at it as we're married. And I 100% know that if I was in the same situation, you would be doing the same thing. It's just what you do for your family. And I remember when we were early on the dating process, I think I had an eye surgery. And it was almost like a, a test in my mind of like, let's see how this girl does. And can she, you know, is she going to be that motherly figure and, and take care of me? And I knew about two days into that painful ass surgery that she's going to be a great caretaker and a great mom, just like I know I was going to be. So I don't think it's anything that you wouldn't have done if our roles were reversed. Oh, that's really sweet. I definitely like to think that. But like, let's be honest about my patience level. (laughs) I think I think one or two things I could have hung in there. And then after that, like mama might be breaking a little but like, let's not tempt fate. Yes, yes. I would step up to the plate just like you did. Thank you. But you would complain the whole time. That's the difference, I think. 100%. I think if I'm not jabbing at you, like, am I even doing okay? And it's all done in love. It's just also not my best feature. (laughs) So I'm working on it. All right? I'm working on it. Hindsight, maybe that might be something that 
I need to work on a little harder, but you know, we'll get there eventually. You will never be too much for someone who cannot get enough of you. I recently came across that quote and it literally solidified what I think our marriage stands for because I've always felt like I come into a room and I'm, I'm a lot. Sometimes I'm a lot. And, and I think I love that about myself and I also get really uncomfortable about that about myself. Justin enters a room the same way every time. <laughs> and I think I admire that him so much because I think I just told my dad the other day, he is the only person that I've met. And don't get me wrong. He has his times. We all do. But he is the only person I've ever, ever met that legit doesn't take on anybody's things or anything. He stays focused. He stays firm. And I just want to know how you deal with that. Because I'm, I'm over here with bumper pads on, bumping off of people's moods and swings and trying to get my own balance and realizing, but your sense of self is probably one of the things that I admire most because you take every situation and you're authentic to it. Meaning you're not somebody different. You are always yourself, but you're able to be present in situations that are uncomfortable to the average person any day and remain neutral and focused like what's your special sauce hmm that's a good question i um i i kind of look at it like this i feel like i'm winning in life and you may not say that because of um you know having to be caretaker uh for some of the stuff you've been through and, and the kids and all that but I just feel like I'm winning in life, um, just where we're at with our, our kids are healthy, you're healthy, where we live, our families, our friends. And I, I, I guess I don't really have a good answer for that other than I just don't worry about things um, that are out of my control. I, I should say I try not to worry about things that are out of my control because while we may not have, you know, uh, the biggest house or the nicest car or our kids aren't straight A students or the greatest athletes, they're healthy. I got a great wife and I just kind of try to take things in context. And from that respect, I think I'm, I'm winning. So I don't let things bother me, I guess. You move through things so much faster than the average bear. Like that has made me move through things so much faster. And I think that this whole chapter in our lives, this, this last year that's coming to an end, this physical drainage, little baby Jesus, please be the end of that. But if not, We have our feet underneath us, you know, maybe just one foot because the other one's in a, (laughs) in a crutch. But I think we've, we've navigated through some really rough patches and remained in a really good spot together. And that's what this whole show, I think I wanted to, to capture in this moment is that it is probably the biggest strain on our relationship right now. I haven't been able to drive in five weeks. Yes. <laughs> five and, weeks, and one, one hour, day. 24. <laughs> five weeks and one day. <laughs> so that's a lot for a family of five. And, you know, we have our children involved in a lot of things. They go to school, they're in sports, and you've had to, to do a lot. And I've had to sit a lot. And it has tested, I think, both of the things that we have maybe needed to test and maybe flex and, and work into. But... um It's just been a really, I wanted to get this captured because I wanted everybody to know, like, this is good. It doesn't always feel great, but this marriage is so good. This family is so good that, like, 
big picture and future picture, past pictures, however they come together. Like I want to tell people that love and marriage doesn't look like happily ever after all the time. It looks exactly what it is you promised each other on that day or whatever it was to love through sickness and in health. If you guys said your own vows, I'm sure there's something about in tough times and that's it. Like I picked my partner and you keep picking your partner and hopefully your partner grows with you through these things. And that's, I think the greatest thing that I'm most proud of is all of the things that we've been through and the changes and the growth that we've made as individuals have really helped us cement our partnership because there's legit nobody else I'd rather do this with. And that sounds really corny, but like, dude just gets life and me. So it, it's pretty rad. Mr. Wessel, can you follow up with anything as awesome as what I just said right there? Tough to follow. Tough to follow. I think you mentioned one thing right there in your little spiel about um, growing together. And I think that it's it's kind of funny because, you know, I, I think the movies you like suck. Your books suck. Your TV <laughs> shows suck. Um, you just mentioned I'm kind of more even keel. You're a little up and down. Um, and I think that's what makes it work though. I think, you know, we're always looking for someone that's like the perfect match and we're kind of a yin and yang on many, many things in our day-to-day life. And, you know, despite you dragging me, dragging me to some Twilight movies back in the day, you know. Team Edward. What? Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) so I think that, that helps too. It's just, you know, we're, we complement each other. Well, I think is maybe the better way to put it. Yeah. One of my most favorite recent memories about Justin and I and how like we keep the fun in the really dark times. Obviously he's picking me up from one of my two major surgeries in six months. He's my designated driver, my emergency contact. That's pretty cute when it turns into your spouse instead of your parent. Like that's pretty cute when you write that person down. It's a big responsibility. So as I'm coming out of my knee surgery, you know, loopy in waking up all, all the things the first thing that the doctor says is, you know, we used your hamstring graft. Your hamstring was really strong. And I mean, I can't even tell you, I barely remember this, but the first thing out of my mouth when she said that was, did you tell my husband that? And she started laughing because when she talked to Justin after surgery, she said the same thing. We were able to use the hamstring graft. Her hamstring was really strong. The first words out of Justin's mouth were, oh gosh, are you going to tell her that? <laughs> Same, but different. Exactly like what we did. Coming out of surgery, like, toot, toot, look at me. Oh, my gosh. So I love that about us. I love how honest we are with who we are. And I love that we can be all the versions of ourselves. And that person is totally accepted. Rapid fire, Justin. I didn't give you this before. Because I think I wanted to surprise the audience with true or false questions about Justin Wessel. You ready? Fire away. True or false? You're seriously a Cubs fan. True. True or false? You need to go to the bathroom anytime we are headed out of the door. I don't know why that's a funny thing. I'm healthy. I drink a lot of fluids. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was that true or false? True. Okay, cool. This is a two-parter, so hang in there. Is there something wrong with your digestive tract? And 
now that we've established that there is, because that's true, correct? Is it normal? Could you be the most flatulent person in your family? Far from it. <laughs> False. So can you give me a ranking? I'm not going to do that to our children <laughs> on a podcast. True or false, do you think you use your phone in the bathroom to pass the time or to avoid? Pass the time. Good. I'm glad you didn't recognize that that was not an actual true or false question. You are a repeat offender of washing car windshields at high speeds. Is there something wrong with that? (laughs) With the windshield wiper fluid? You guys, he does it all the time. And I'm thinking, he's that guy. He's that guy that washes his windows on the freeway. So you're saying that me getting a couple drops on cars passing by is worse than me being unsafe and not being able to see? Yeah, I forgot, guys. It's the goggles. Safety first. True or false? You are a mouth breather. We've already covered that I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> True or false? You actually claim to be six foot ten, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Six eleven. Okay. <laughs> True or false, you probably should be on the Peloton payroll. True. Going into a little more detail, will you give out your username so people can see how excellent you are? Or are we still kind of going to make people work for that information? We're not giving that out. It's I've got too many people, too many follower requests from people I don't know. Yeah. I don't have time to manage that. Big time. My man's in them. You heard it here first. Justin Stephanie Wessel, married 15.5 years now, going on 16 this year, three children, ages 11, 9, 7, one crazy little Sally that girl puppy dog, living that dream. Love you. Love you more. Thanks for coming on. Woo! Mental, emotional, spiritual self-reliance work is messy and ongoing. I appreciate you showing up and trusting in yourself enough to know that you were made for this. If you'd like to learn more about Messy Talk, you can find me on Instagram at messy underscore talks, or you can find me at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com under coaches. I'm Stephanie Wessel. Thank you for being messy. See you again next time on Messy Talk. Messy Talk.